an eerie sight, for my monster from his slab began to rise. And suddenly, to my surprise, he did the mash. He did the monster mash. The monster mash. It was a graveyard smash. He did the mash. It got on and flashed. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. From my laboratory in the castle east. <laughs> my husband was staring at me. Okay, here we go. Welcome to McKinley Cast. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about episode three, Tricks and Treats. Um, Halloween is coming. Lindsay wants to hang out with her new friends. Her mom wants her to help pass out treats to kids. Sam at first thinks he's too old to go trick-or-treating, then convinces Neil and Bill to dress up and go with them. Halloween itself is a nightmare. Lindsay's going out, dampens Jean's spirit. Kids and their parents reject her homemade cookies. The geeks draw stares for being too old and then are humiliated by bullies and worse. And Lindsay gets in the spirit of destructive tricks, only to find herself guilty of going way too far. Is there any redemption? I'm Emily. I'm Rich. I'm Katrin. I'm Aisha. Hi, and I'm Nuchas. It's Nuchas. Yay! <laughs> Yeah, you were yeah. waiting for me to say it so you knew how to pronounce it, weren't you? I I was literally just wa- I thought of many different times that I should ask you how to say it and just said, you know what, she'll say it herself at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'll learn on my own. It's always my favorite part of guesting on a podcast. People are like, that's how you say it. <laughs> I, I was just going to go with nutty the whole time. It just seems so much it's easier. It's easier. <laughs> it is. <laughs> so, Nuchas, you want to tell everybody where you're from? I am from the Nutty Bites podcast and a bunch of other podcasts that I guest on, uh, guest star on, co-host, yada yada, all sorts of things. You can find them on nimlas.org, N-I-M-L-A-S dot O-R-G, and find where you can find me on social media. Awesome. Thanks for joining us today. We're excited Thank to Thank you, you for here. having me. You guessed it on the Dextracast, right? Yes. A few times. Yeah, that's why, that's where I heard you before. I love guesting on the Dexter cast and there's only one more that I'll be on. One more for the whole show? Yep. I I stopped watching Dexter after season six. Wow, that was one of the best moves you've ever made in your life. And I don't (laughs) know your life, but that was genius. I love Dexter, but it got to a point where I just said, nope. That storyline, not going there. I don't care if they don't follow through. Nope, I'm just done. And I've listened to them do their recaps of season seven, and then they did episode by episode review of season. And I'm like, yeah, I don't really need to watch it. But it was fun to listen to their reactions to a show that I didn't watch. I liked season seven, especially the first half. The first half was okay, but they just ruined it. (laughs) I don't know. I, I like going on AV Club and reading the Dexter reviews more than watching the show itself because it's just the sarcastic irony is wonderful how much everybody hates that show now. Yeah. I loved it for the first four seasons. It's fantastic. I just, I love hear, hearing Bob and Rachel tear season eight episodes apart now. Yeah. <laughs> Not having watched it, I'm like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> well, should we talk about Carol? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Car- Car- Carol's going to be joining us uh, momentarily. Actually, pro- probably pretty soon at this point. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we were... She's watching the show now. She, she, she may or may not be watching the show as we speak. 
and uh, <laughs> she'll, she'll get here at some point. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, like any minute now, right? Because yeah. she left like nine forty-five. Yeah, yeah, she'll she'll get on. Well, here. we started recording, and then a car horn honked, and she said, "Yeah, I'll be right back. I'm just gonna go out with my friends. Don't worry, I'll be right back." <laughs> <laughs> And then we all sat there with really sad faces on. But my cowgirl costume looks awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet. Um, all right, so yeah, let's let's talk about the show that we're here to talk about. Um, Dexter. Yeah, Dexter. <laughs> <laughs> Please no. <laughs> um, okay, so the the episode starts out, and uh, the it's the Bill. Sam and Neil are are all sitting around the kitchen table and they're making a drink for Bill out of all of the condiments in the kitchen for ten dollars. And I think Which is best... like thirty dollars today. <laughs> yeah. Would you drink something like that for thirty dollars? Heck yeah. No. I would in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Hundred dollars maybe. Hundred dollars to take a sip of condiments? Come on! Wait, would you at fourteen have done it? <laughs> I mean, there's For chili $30. pepper and mints, and what else is in there? <laughs> well, he didn't know. know it was in there. Yeah, <laughs> there was chili. Yeah, there was sardines. I mean, Ooh, really? I didn't 14, catch that. I would have done anything for thirty dollars. That was a lot of money. When I was fourteen, yeah. I would have just done it for the glory. Honestly, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, it was a bunch of nasty stuff. But he, he didn't mind it. He seemed okay. I have it. a bit of a beef. <laughs> what? I have a bit of a beef with it. What's your beef? Okay, for one, the opening shot is the whole table, and there's an open jar of peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Um. We're even told in the episode that he's allergic to peanuts. And isn't isn't this the episode where he said that he's the doctor said that he's allergic to more stuff than anyone he's ever seen? Yes. Yeah. So seriously. <laughs> Interesting. I never put two and two together. I actually had a different beef with the opening scene, which was. Not... I have another beef. I'm. This is not my favorite scene. Okay. I mean, they didn't. They just <laughs> cut the scene when he's still drinking. Like we didn't see him go into anaphylactic shock. You think he well, went into anaphylactic the, shock while the while the credits were rolling? I don't think so. They didn't yeah. put the peanut butter in, but they had it open, like it was a choice. Yeah, well, that goes into what I was going to say. I think was the, my what I noticed in the opening scene was that he was like giving them rules as to what he they weren't allowed to put into the drink, while clearly they had already established what they were going to choose to put into the drink because it was all on the table in front of them. He was like, don't use anything from under the sink. Don't use anything from the bathroom. It's like, dude, you got 15 things right in front of you. This is what they're going to use, obviously. (laughs) So, so yeah, I don't know. Some inconsistencies in the first scene. But it's okay to me because it was funny, and that's fine with me. We all had a friend like that, right? Like, we all had somebody that we've known who would do pretty much that, right? Yeah. (laughs) No, can't say that I have. No, oh man! I had a friend. No, granted, I might dirt. have been that friend. <laughs> Were you, or or might you have? I might have if I had more <laughs> friends. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I worked at a country club, and it would get late, and we'd be like cleaning up a room of a hundred people, 
and we would to make it easier we would pour all the drinks into a bucket so we could put them into like a glass rack right and so we've got this bucket of like everybody in the room's drinks all poured into the same bucket and we did have some guy drink a sip of that for five bucks and this is like a college student for five bucks that is awesome (laughs) yep yeah i doubt you had to give him any money at that point (laughs) (laughs) it's probably like midnight we'd been working for 12 hours (laughs) <laughs> my my argument about the allergies thing is I mentioned that at least when I was younger, a lot of kids would talk about their allergies that didn't have real allergies. Like they would even be told by their doctor, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have this. You're allergic. You know, you shouldn't have chocolate. You're allergic, you know, is told to the, the kid who happens to be overweight or, uh, you know, random things. You know, mom doesn't want a cat. Oh, you know, you're allergic. We can't have a cat. Um, or I had the friend who said she was allergic to everything. So that meant she had to sit in the front seat and she had to get all of these special things and it ended up being like, just this excuse whereas i think today when kids actually have allergies they're made more aware like okay this is a severe allergy and this is what can happen whereas i don't know i just feel like when i was a kid there were so many people who were like i'm allergic to that and then i talk to them now i'm like aren't you allergic? no totally i'm not allergic what the kids did in the lunchroom because yeah. we didn't have chocolate milk it was only white but if you were allergic to milk you got orange juice that exactly. happened at my school. Totally. Oh, I'm I'm allergic to whatever's in the sloppy joes, so I have to have pizza. Right. <laughs> yeah, I immediately once I got to first grade, I realized I was allergic to homework, and <laughs> they just stopped giving it to me. It was wonderful. That never worked for me. Hey, Carol's here. Hey, yay! Hey. Carol's here. We- pretty much just started yeah we've just kind of been babbling for the last (laughs) we created this drink for you we'll give you ten dollars if you drink it (laughs) now it might be a little chewy (laughs) (laughs) yes you get the joke yeah we were just uh we were just talking about that carol what'd you think of the opening scene um i thought it sounded like he's talking from experience about what he won't eat (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and uh also that yes i agree it was really gross <laughs> but the fact that he uh didn't mind at all just yeah okay i can i can go with that <laughs> it's obviously why he was offering to do it for 10 bucks <laughs> yeah of course um you know what i thought was awesome i love I love Millie's first appearance in this episode when she when uh, after the credits or whatever, and there's out at the bus stop, and Daniel rides up on the on the in his car, and he's talking to Lindsay, and she just leans over onto his car like and is just like, "Hey, how is how fast is this guy?" Like as if like she knows anything about that or even cares for that matter, but she's just offering them candy and just yeah. She's an oddball. And her teeth are green. (laughs) (laughs) I knew a lot of kids like that, too. Really? Because she was very forward with them, these people that she doesn't know at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and she's just repeating. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Go ahead. No, she just repeats whatever her dad says, right? 
Right. Yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like. Yeah. And it's it's kind of a level of geek where you don't get the social cues that maybe talking to Daniel's a little weird for you. That's yep. the way I look at it. Well, especially kind of insulting him and telling him what her dad says is wrong with his car and him and everything might be a little inappropriate. Right. It's she's so smart, she doesn't um she doesn't have time to figure out social interactions. That's a big thing. That happens. Yeah, no, I agree. She's she's, she's very little grace in conversation. <laughs> I mean, this this episode I felt like she had was showing even more that she is even more lacking in social skills than she has in any of the other episodes that we've seen so far. I mean, I realize there's only two others, but still. <laughs> yeah, except for the fact that she's uh she's able to have a boyfriend. Well, is, yeah. But which is bo- shocked Lindsay, perplexed her. <laughs> you also yeah. notice how he was standing and everything. It's like, you know, there's a lot being conveyed in body. I agree, but I also notice I'm like, wait, okay, he's obviously socially. Is that his car? Did he drive there? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> Looked like it. Yeah. That just surprised me a bit. Where did she say they met? Church, church camp. camp. Like church camp. Church camp. Okay. Her secret right. love at church They can't French kiss till they're, they've been dating for six months or they'll go to hell. Doesn't that just sound like church camp rumors? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's the funniest part is that it's six months. It's like like the Bible would say in, <laughs> <laughs> you need to wait half of a year to French yeah. kiss. <laughs> Actually, now that we're talking about it, it makes me wonder is like because I'm thinking, why would he not want to kiss her, even if he believes this stupid Bible camp rumor? <gasps> I bet he's gay. <laughs> Totally could be. <laughs> um, Sounds like they kiss. They just don't French kiss. Yeah, I don't. You know what? I don't like French kissing anyway. Regular kissing is better. So I'm on board. Uh, yeah, here, Carol, you can come back onto our podcast. Hey there. Hey, hold on. <laughs> You're okay. on the wrong one. Okay, let me get off from here if I can. really don't like french kissing do you <laughs> <laughs> she was gone no i i was gone before any mention of french kissing i don't know what happened it just all of a sudden you guys were gone oh i got put on hold and then the call ended yes yeah, so. yeah i mean in order to get carol back i pressed all kinds of buttons i didn't know what they did and that's what happened <laughs> <laughs> You know, you guys are just gone. I don't know why. <laughs> this is your I producer not... and editor, folks. I press buttons. <laughs> I just want you to know I was not touching anything <laughs> when you, you guys went just lost internet connection for a second. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I think it... we lost you around the part where you were talking about body language. That's yeah, right. right right after that, I there was this long pause that I thought nobody was talking. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds like an internet connection issue. 
and Wi-Fi. Yeah, I'm on Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, I was just going to to mention that there was something before um, Lily um, that was really classic, um, a classic signal that's used so often where mother says, we're going to have a really good time. And I remember um, my uh, interpretation teacher once saying, whenever you hear any kind of, whenever there's something like that in the script, it means the opposite is going to happen. It was a big signal. It was like when she said that, I was like, okay, they're laying it out for us there. Yeah, I mean, she kept reassuring also that Lindsay was going to stay with her. Like, she asks her, like, at least three different times before it actually happens. Yeah. Well, I think she's expecting it, right? I mean, especially a parent of a teenager at that age, especially one that's gone through such a drastic change, you kind of expect them to just fail, you know, to 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 do something like that. Um, I know my experience with teenagers has always been, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to be there for dinner? Uh-huh, yep. All right, so I'll see you for dinner? Yep, uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to go over to my girlfriend's house. Mm. You told mm-hmm. me you'd be here. I made chicken because that's what you wanted. You didn't want meatloaf. I made chicken, and you're still not here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you know. So, I mean, even as an aunt, I've done the same thing. You're you're going to be here for dinner, right? <laughs> I'm making chicken, not meatloaf. You're going to be here. Yeah, but you know what? At the same, like, I don't know. I I feel like even though she asked. And she was reassured by Lindsay. Like, like like you said, you can't even really expect them to, like... It's Halloween, and she's 16, right? She's 16 or 17. Yeah, yeah I mean, she's going to go out. It's just what's going to happen yeah. when you're that age. Like, I, I don't know. Like, I feel I felt bad for her, obviously. But, like, you know, she shouldn't be so disappointed that her oldest, old teenager daughter is wanting to go hang out with her friends. You know, it's just something that happens. I, I just didn't get why um, Lindsay didn't tell her that she wasn't going to hang out with her that well, it night. It seems like she tried to a couple times. but well, She was being cowardly. Yeah, Lindsay's a chicken, that's why. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> yeah, she's being a coward. And, and unfortunately, I think if she had just told her mom, her mom would have dealt with it fine. Yeah. I don't yeah. think her mom would have been, you know. It's, she's, when... she's not used to disappointing her parents, though. Like True. she, they've made it very clear that she does not. She was the perfect good girl up until like the show started, you know. So, I mean, I assume that she's she doesn't know how to react in those situations because she's never really been put in them. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Still. I know. This I'm is just... one of the reasons I identify with because with, I was with who? That... Sorry, you cut out for a sec. Oh, Lindsay. I oh. identify with Lindsay so much because I was that, you know, really good girl that, you know, stayed home on Friday nights and watched TV with my mom or, you know, whatever, uh, helped out with the younger kids and was, you know, you never had to tell me to do something twice. And it wasn't in high school, but when I was in university, I, and I finally had that bit of independence, I was off doing my own thing and... I can understand, like, if I were still in high school, how that might change things, you know, in my house and so forth. You know, what what, what do you mean? You're just going out. You don't go out. Why are you going out? You know, like, and I could, 
I could understand that kind of pressure, you know, because you, especially when you're in high school, like you feel like you're expected to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. That if you change your behavior, like you, do I keep cutting out? Yeah, a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, because I I hear it whenever I cut out, so I'll try to repeat if I have to. Uh, so you you feel like if you change your behavior, you have to explain it, and you don't want to explain it because that makes it not real or dumb or stupid. So like she doesn't want to tell her mom, I don't want to hand out cookies with you because I'm hanging out with some new friends. Well, who are these new friends? Oh, they're just new friends at school and it's kind of a double date thing. Oh, there's a boy. You know, like, that's so much that you're going to get into that it's just easier just to be chicken. Mm -hmm. I agree with you. See, I was... I I took the Lindsay approach with the just walking out the door and, like, not really saying anything, but I didn't really feel like I was being a chicken as much as I was just being kind of a jerk. You know what I mean? Like, I was just... Like I wouldn't explain anything. Like I was, I was a really good kid uh, before, <laughs> and then stuff changes. But yeah. you know, um, at, my parents were very weirded out also when I started being like I don't know, quote unquote, rebellious or whatever. But really, the best way to handle the situation is just to be like, "I'm going out." Oh yeah, you're going out where? Out. And then closing <laughs> the door, you know, and then just doing whatever you're doing. And then when they ask you the next day. Because you come home before, I mean, after they have already fallen asleep, um, you just tell them what you did then, and then the problem resolves itself. Oh it's my so God! Your parents boy, wanted to smack you. Yes, <laughs> uh, I, yeah. I, I, maybe I, they wanted to smack me, but they they should also thank me because they didn't really want to know what I was doing. Like, what what was I going to sit down and have a fifteen minute conversation about? Hey, yeah, I'm going to go smoke some pot with my friends right now. <laughs> And like you know, like how are they? They're not going to react very well to that. Yeah, Wait till I, you have kids. I have a five-year-old. Fifteen. In ten years. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, at that. When I'm you start doing the same thing. I'm just going to lock him in a cage, like when he turns ten. <laughs> and then I'll feed him through the cage holes. I I think you may run into problems with that. <laughs> have you ever tried it? Do you really know? I uh, I was tempted a couple times, but uh, no, I never actually did that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because I guess I, I was a weird kid. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh. just got shot. Katrin, are you <laughs> okay? Shot. Are there fireworks going on there? Are you in a war zone? <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> She's, She's not gone. answering, guys. Did we lose her? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, oh, the, okay. we can see this. Right, oh. She'll be back. Um. Anyway, the uh, I I guess I was a weird kid because we uh. Well, I know I was a weird kid, but <laughs> I mean, sure I most did, of us were. Yeah, I I just I mean I did tell my parents you know what I was doing. I mean I was never doing anything that was you know bad or anything and. And um, actually, probably most of the questionable behavior that I was around, my mom was there, too. And she was just, you know. Um, yeah. So it was like I spent a lot of those years with with my mom doing theater and stuff. So it was kind of, kind of weird. <laughs> oh, the real- you got into that bag of tricks. Oh, no. 
Yes. That theater crowd. That's a bad crowd. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's not the only one on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, I mean, I was, so like if I was going out or something like that, I would just tell people I was going out and that was not a problem. Yeah. But it's oh. easier for like the sons to go out than the daughters. Like there's this, Parents always worry more about daughters because there's this. Um... <laughs> Last week it was crickets and music, and this week it's 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 gunshots. <laughs> and Casey are not answering, and I'm starting to get really scared. Is somebody throwing snaps at her? I feel like she's an undercover superhero and she just like <laughs> moved away from her microphone for a few seconds to go take down some evil villains. She's like, hang on. Just, just give me five minutes, minions. I, I got to record this podcast. No? Okay, hang on. <laughs> um, <laughs> what were you saying? Anybody who ever was just talking? <laughs> She's gone. Yeah, she's gone. She okay. says, oh, you're <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, she will be back, hopefully, at some point, as long as those gunshots are not directed at her. I think we were talking yeah. about how it's easier for boys to just go out, yeah. and yeah. girls are expected to explain more. Oh, it's that's very true. Yeah. I mean, I took full advantage of that fact. Uh, me too. Like, whenever I went out with my male best friend, like, I would tell my mom I went out with a female friend or something because she didn't trust me. Hang out. We're going to have some editing to do on this one. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I came back for one second. All of these boobs are going to show up around Christmas. <laughs> Dude, I'm not no, editing don't. any of this out. This is all staying. This is going to be most of the podcast. <laughs> By the way, we're going to release this. This is a Halloween episode, and it's like 10-22 right now, so we might as well release this on Halloween night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Hey, um, you know, when you said about the, the girls having to explain more, <laughs> I think that's probably very true. Yeah. Um, I did not have that problem. Um. But I, it was mostly because I, I just didn't, you know, do a lot. I didn't like go out. I, w I mean, I was always out. I was always doing something. But, um, like I remember when I was in college, and I had this conversation with my dad over the phone, and there were a bunch of people in my room, and I hung up from the conversation. I looked around the room, and everybody was looking at me like I had three heads. And I was like, what? And they said, I can't believe what you just said. And I'm going back in my head. I'm saying, oh, what did I say? And I'd said something to the effect from their point of view of, yeah, Dad, I'm doing fine. No, no, I'm, I'm going out. No, really. I'm, I'm going out. I'm having a good time. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I don't need any money. I'm doing fine. Yeah. And I just realized, oh, yeah, this sounds weird. Yeah. You had great parents. <laughs> I, I really did. Yeah. People, people were very jealous of me, to be honest. You're lucky. My, see, the only reason that I started the whole I'm going out by thing was because my parents were so strict to begin with. So it was like really hard not to do anything 
else like if they if i actually ended up talking to them about something they would find some kind of loophole and get me to not do whatever i wanted to do so it was just easier Uh, to shorten it yeah 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 no that's makes perfect sense i was the daughter after the quote-unquote juvenile delinquent and the rebellious teenage daughter uh so my brother was the delinquent my sister was the rebellious one and then there was me and i was just (laughs) okay I'll, I'll just I'll just not do anything. It's not like I have friends anyway. No big deal. And then I went to university, <laughs> and all bets were off. I had a car. I paid for my car. There was nothing anyone could hold over me or take away from me. And it was just like, I can do whatever I want. And, oh, my gosh, I have friends, and I can hang out and come home at all hours. And it took a little bit for my mom to... I took a little bit for my mom to adjust to the whole idea of me just coming home at all hours of the night. But once she realized, okay, she's getting to work on time, she's getting to university on time, and she's passing her classes, I guess I can't say anything. (laughs) No, so true. If you're doing well in school, like, doing well in school (laughs) is your out for everything. You can do whatever else you want. As long If you're getting straight A's, do whatever you want. Yep. Unfortunately, my problem was when I started to do whatever I wanted, I stopped getting good grades also. <laughs> they yeah, kind of yeah. went hand in hand. Yeah, it often does. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, see, and that's the thing, like, Lindsay, um, she, like, she doesn't want to disappoint her parents or whatever, but at the same time, she feels like she has to do something to change where she's been. And that's why, like, when, <laughs> when, when uh, Nick... Uh, asks her out on like the double date thing yeah she originally says no because she feels bad like you know bailing on her mom and the only thing that actually makes her do it is the fact that millie has a boyfriend and that is like her push to say like oh my god i can't believe millie's actually being less of a goody two-shoes than i am right now well, I also wondered whether it wasn't just that Millie had a boyfriend, but that Millie actually felt sorry for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was uh-huh. that comment at the end where she said, "Because you don't have a boyfriend." Like she's I, su- she's such a snob. <laughs> she's trying. I I guess you could say she's trying. Well, I don't know. She's just so. Uh... She's That's hilarious. from someone who, who's willing to insult a guy to it. You know? <laughs> She's actually thinking of Lindsay's feelings. Yeah. In her in her own elitist way, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about this in the last episode. I just I just feel like She's just so so condescending. It's hilarious. It makes me laugh every time. But if yeah. I saw her in real life, she would be one of the few girls that I've actually wanted to punch right in the nose. But I don't <laughs> think she does it in a real... I don't know. She does it in kind of a lovable, lovable way, don't you think? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get a vibe, like an innocent, in, a, in an innocent way. Yeah. yeah I get I, that vibe from her. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean... I don't think she's I don't think she's really stuck up. I think she's just kind of in her own little bubble and she's got she's one of those people who've got that idea that um whatever she's experiencing in her life is kind of the norm and she's bought into 
to everything that she's been told is supposed to be right. And, and she's, she's assured of, of, you know, that her way is right and everybody else's is wrong, which is obnoxious, but not as obnoxious as, as uh, Danny's girlfriend. Oh, she's the worst. You should see the paper, (laughs) the notes that I took for this episode in four different places. It's just says Kim Kelly is the worst. I just I, every time she said anything, I, think I have I hate Kim Kelly. <laughs> anytime she I said have, anything, it was just so annoying. I just kept saying she's obnoxious. She's obnoxious. Let's see how many times did I say that? Uh, three or four. Yeah. She's just so unnecessarily mean. Like she makes me f- sad. Um, yeah. I have to. I have to agree with Carol's statement though about how Millie has bought into essentially the system. I think like much like her repeating her dad's advice about the muffler, it's the same thing that the whole idea of, well, Lindsay doesn't have a boyfriend, so I need to think about that. She's bought into the system, the idea that her parents have told her that, you know, you have to be good and you have to do things right. And if you smoke a cigarette, you're going to go to hell and you're you're going to throw your life away or whatever. And she's not able to see that what your parents say isn't always true. And I think she's just, because she's lacking those social cues and she's lacking the ability to think critically about social, to think critically about social situations, she, she's just parroting what she's heard. Mm -hmm, And so I don't think it's elitism. It's just, she doesn't know any better. She really Mm -hmm. does believe that she's going to go to hell if she French kisses before six months. So you think that the reason that she's so aggressive in her, in her communicating her own beliefs to everybody else is for their own benefit? Because she she just wants to help them. Yeah, I think she's really scared that Lindsay's going to hell and that she's going to become a drug addict. Like, she's she's terrified, yeah. I think, yeah. because she believes yeah. everything she's been told at church camp and wherever else she goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I just buy that. It seems like any kind of authority figure, she, she'll believe whatever an authority figure tells them. Yeah. I agree with that. I just, I don't know. I've always just had a little bit of an issue with how she conveys her thoughts. And I mean, I understand that it's like the innocence and the parroting. Like, that makes sense. But, you know, I, I don't know if, uh, do you remember, Nuchus, do you remember the episode before this? The one with the party? Yep. Okay. Like, she was just so in everybody's face about how she felt like, they were all doing the wrong thing. And, and, and she, she wasn't like, you guys are doing, you guys are being, uh, she, she wasn't, she was just sitting there going, I'm going to have more fun than you guys because you guys are doing the wrong thing and I'm not. And it just feels like that is intentionally in their face. Like that is intentionally, it doesn't seem like she's trying to help them in that situation. But she's part of a group that is against drinking and and they've role played out these situations so many times that she's actually probably partly excited that she gets to use these lines because she's practiced it for so many years. You know, oh, no, I'm going to get high on life. 
I'm going to have just as much fun, more fun than you because I'm not drinking, you know, and these are the things that she probably worked out in her skits and everything. And she's like, oh, my gosh, it's actually happening. Everything they said is happening. And this is confirming it. So she's just I think, yeah, I think she's so bought into the system that she has to do it that way because that's how they role played it. This is what you do. She is so immature socially. She has no clue how to react. Yeah, that's yeah, I totally true. agree with you, Nutty. I yeah. I don't look at her as in the same light Rich does. It. I don't know. I, I don't know. No, I actually I don't disagree with any of that. I think that's all very accurate. I just feel like there's definitely an aura of condescension coming from her, and I mean I I could be wrong, but no, every, I think, every time I think I've seen it, I've felt it. Rich, I mean, I think uh, condescension is kind of inherent in in what we're saying actually because if you know if you think that you have all the answers because you have been given the answers from on high you know every authority figure has told you these things therefore they are true therefore you know what's right and you are being the shining example to everyone and so forth it's kind of inherently there's going to be condescension involved i think it just depends on whether it gets on your nerves or not you know couldn't that be said for anything that you feel confident in what you believe in, though? Because that would be like saying that would be like saying anybody that is supremely confident in any belief would be able to force their beliefs on anybody else or, or like at least aggressively state their beliefs to anybody else. And their excuse would just be that they bought into it themselves via authority figures. Yeah. Have you ever been involved in a Mac versus PC argument? I absolutely That's exactly have. what it's like. That's exactly what it's like. Because people, regardless of their side, are so vehement about their position that the other side, well, you, you, you just don't know any better. You yeah. just, you're, you're being brainwashed by X company. And, and it's, it's the same thing to me. It really is. Mm. It's, it's, they, they've, they've drank the Kool-Aid. They've, um, bought into the system and you couldn't change their minds if you tried. And the only way they're going to find the only way they're going to find out that their product is possibly wrong is when it crashes and they lose half of their work. Yeah. yeah. They just have you to know, get angry <laughs> enough at their own product to switch to the next exactly. one. Exactly. <laughs> and then they'll and... be just as vehement about the other one. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or they, they just make too many excuses about their product. <laughs> yes. And you and that's, that's what Millie's going to go through. I exactly. Was, that's what I was going to say, Aisha. That yeah. it's definitely there's a, I, that's what it, every time I think of Millie, like I mean she's super religious, so it's obvious in her case too that she, she does most of the things because of her beliefs in in God and religion and stuff like that. That's the reason I would love to see Millie in 10 years. Yeah, right. They should make I want to know, did she, did she become like an atheist? Did she become another, uh, yes man, Christian, you know, like what happens to Millie? Like, <laughs> yeah. I would like when she's no longer under the wings of her parents or any authority yeah. figures for that matter. Like she's on her own. Yeah. Like would she just go completely crazy? Cause she doesn't, I mean, the first time that she hears something that's false, you know, that she's been told was true forever. She's going to be very confused. Yeah. Well, I think that she probably gets married young and has a bunch of kids. 
That's, that's a nice that's, life. That's, that's, <laughs> I really do. You're very I can't picture person. her having sex, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, she was already married for five years before she actually started having sex and having the kids. <laughs> oh, there you go. Because she will go to hell if she does. <laughs> or maybe just to procreate. <laughs> yes, she's had sex twice for her two babies. <laughs> oh, more Kim Kelly Sam. hate. Can I just say I hate how she, how she bullies Lindsay and the way that she trapped her by by doing that whole story about how she ra- narked on some guy. Oh, and I hate jail. that. And he's like, I hate people like that. Oh, that is like That's one of the worst. worst kinds of bullying. It is. It's so bad. And you see the panic that that Millie that Millie, sorry, Lindsay's in. She's like, I I didn't do that. I never would. What do you mean he's looking for me? Ah. Oh. It's not even a joke, you know, like it's not even, there's nothing funny about it. It's just lying to somebody and then telling them the truth afterwards, getting them scared. There is nothing good about that character. You can literally, in this episode, you can make your own highlight reel of Kim Kelly being terrible moments and just have all of the Kim Kelly moments from this episode on that highlight reel. Like there was at no point did she say anything of use. Or anything. I was really annoyed with her. Like, it's funny when you're watching this for a podcast as opposed to just watching it. Like, when I was watching it, just watching it, it was just like I could just push her to the side and be like, all right, forget her. You know, I don't, I don't need to pay attention to her right now. There's so much other stuff going on. But focusing on what's going on, she just annoyed the crap out of me. Like, seriously, every single thing that she said, like when they were in the car and – um She's after she hits Sam with the after Lindsay hits Sam with the egg and she's obviously very upset and everybody else in the car is being supportive of her. And Kim Kelly is just like, just take her home. I told you she would be a drag. And it's just like that. I told you she would be a drag is such a mean thing to say, because then she knows that you were that you were talking about her behind her back before she even came. It's just such a dirty move that that that, totally agree. Kim was arguing that she shouldn't even be there. Um, that's just, uh, I agree. I agree. And you know, watching this episode, that she's the kind of person who's like, well, I can't make you feel bad about yourself. Only you can. So whatever I'm saying, it's not mean. It's your own fault you feel bad. That's what Kim Kelly's like. I hate girls like that. That's a really good uh, Busy Phillips impression. <laughs> <laughs> All I could think from the moment she got in that car was why in the world would you want to spend any time at all in that car? Agreed. Well, what, the one that Daniel borrowed from his uncle or whatever? Well, not because... The one that they were driving around? Yeah, not the car itself, but because of the, the dynamic inside the car. Yeah, especially with Ken sitting there, like, all just pissed off all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and all awkward fifth wheel. So awkward all the time. (laughs) And and not to mention what they're doing. I mean, and I'm going to look at this because I'm a mom. I'm going to have it with mom eyes. If someone stomped on my kid's pumpkin, I would be pissed. She would be so sad. As somebody who's had her pumpkin. pumpkins is rude. And somebody smashed my son's pumpkin when he was like, Five or six, oh, and we just put it so out. Sad. And when we got back from trick or treating, 
somebody had smashed his pumpkin. Aww. And he, he had just made it, like, that day. Oh, that's know? so sad. Yeah. See? And egging, not cool. As a... <laughs> Egging as an adult, trigger treaters, not cool. Not cool. Not cool. As an adult who's had her pumpkin smashed, that sucks, <laughs> and that's mean, and it's messy. I have a oh my god, that sounds like a euphemism. Things I, <laughs> I sound like what? The smashing your pumpkin sounds like a euphemism. It does. <laughs> <laughs> now I sound like Millie. <laughs> smashing your pumpkin is wrong. You could go to hell. <laughs> I have and a whole list dirty. here of things that I hate um, about Halloween. I love Halloween. It was one of my favorite holidays. But yeah. egging people, that is never okay. Egging cars, yeah. not cool. It totally yeah. ruins the paint. It but, does. Um, and it's bad for the bricks. And seriously, you egg trick-or-treaters, little kids? That I can't even imagine that. I had has that even... ever? Has anyone heard of I... people doing that? I have not. Not trick-or-treaters my, themselves. My ne- Great. No, I had to defend my sister from eggs. The, these like, kids, they came, they were going to egg us. I was maybe in eighth grade, so I was like, you know, 13 years old, and she's four years younger than I am, and I was taking her trick-or-treating. We're both in costume. And these kids came out with eggs, and they were they were about my age, and they were going to egg her. This little tiny blonde princess girl, they were going to egg her, and I had to fight them off. Wow. And, and I'll tell you what. This comes later, but uh, pillowcases filled with candy make great weapons. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was seriously wailing on these boys that one of them recognized me because um, my brother was his babysitter. And he's like, oh, shoot, guys, we can't egg them. We can't egg them. I'm like, you can't egg anyone. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> that did not happen it was in really my awkward little town my of Mapleton, Utah. Of I just yeah. I didn't know people egged other human beings. Like I knew no, that actually, they, they did. I knew they threw it at like cars and houses. Yeah, right. Which by the way is so mean in itself because yes. in October that stuff freezes and then yeah. you gotta oh, yeah. scrape it and it's the yeah. worst in the world. But to throw yeah. it at a kid, <laughs> like that's just Yeah, like, no, you've I gotta never, be heartless. And you know, Lindsay, you know, I know she felt bad after it was Sam, but the fact that she was going to do it to just some randos is just as bad. Right, yep. and they were—they didn't know. I mean, Sam's little. They could have been kids. It's like they were just egging trick-or-treater kids. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about Sam. Cause... I just want to, before we leave this, I just want to yeah. talk about one little thing. I just want to point out, for those people listening, that it's the people in New Jersey who have never heard of egging a person. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to that. Okay, we can move on now. And Utah, but we're dorks over here, so. <laughs> um. Yeah. No. Uh. I love. I love Sam's arc in this episode. Yeah. Sam has a good arc for sure. Yep. Yeah. It's uh. You kind of see him get to grow into his actual age, you know. But he doesn't want to. Because well, who does really? Right, but he's given this book crime and punishment, and he all of a sudden—I mean, before he was given that book at the dinner table, he was like, "No, I'm going to the movie, the naked bomb or something." The uh, nude bomb. The it's nude bomb. His <laughs> dad's like, "That's a dirty movie." It's yes, it's, it's Adams. <laughs> 
So then, yeah, then he's given this book to read, and all of a sudden he doesn't want to grow up, so he wants to go trick-or-treating and be a kid. Yeah, I'm which sorry, is crime awesome. And to a 15-year-old, the worst. Yeah, but um, did you guys catch, well, I just, I think, the teacher is talking about how the protagonist is both a nihilist and a moralist, and uh, Lindsay is also. I think they yeah. were doing a nod to that. Yes, I think so. Anyway. But it's still the worst. Oh, nobody should have to read Russian literature in high school. For sure, especially you're not right. No, I read Tolstoy in high school, but well, that teacher was just the worst anyway. Just I yeah. would expect her to give Scary. you something terrible like that when you're 14 years old to read and not understand half of what it says. Just the yeah. way that she handed the books to the children was evil. I was half expecting her to turn into a giant praying mantis. <laughs> Like the lady from the uh, painting American Gothic. <laughs> totally. She was also, I mean, she was she was also explaining the book in the absolute worst possible way you could or introducing it in the worst possible way you could, which was, I mean, the point. But, uh, yeah. I, I'm not yes. sure what the best way to introduce that book is other than if you're having trouble sleeping, read a couple pages of this. <laughs> <laughs> No, for my book club, we just read um, The Brothers Karamazov, who's also by Dostoevsky. And, I don't know, Sam talks at the end about how they all have really long names. And <laughs> yes. They have very long names, and not only that, but he calls his characters, like, by all their Russian nicknames. So he'll refer to the same character by five different names, and it's so confusing. But I once know. you get it all down, it's good. I like Russian literature. But once you get it down, it's good. But it's scary. It's hard. You don't know who they're talking about forever. Yep. Yeah. I'm glad I don't know how to read. <laughs> the only way I can get through Tolstoy, or that I finally was able to get through Tolstoy, was listening to some uh, some of it on LibriVox, and they had a really great voice actor doing it. And I was like, oh, now I can kind of understand it. Because reading it, like, honestly, my eyes would blur, and, oh, it was just the worst. Which, was it um, War and Peace or Anna Karenina? Um, Did you say Tolstoy? Yes. I believe it was War and Peace. Yeah, I haven't gotten through that one yet, but I've read Anna Karenina. But they're all, like, it just, oh, man. Uh, same thing with uh, Crime and Punishment. Yeah. Same thing with Crime and Punishment. Just go to LibriVox and listen to their uh, early recordings much, much better. Or mm. And you can even listen to it as you read it. It makes it a little bit easier. Um, the Russian names are very tricky to get over. The fact that he keeps changing who he's talking about. Like, he changes what he calls them, but but it's it's the same person. Gets really confusing, and it's just, it's just dry. I'm not a fan. Not to mention, <laughs> you get... You get Anna Karenina into, like, this horrible position that you're really into, and then he goes to the next chapter, and it's 120 pages of men hunting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, really? I was starting to get into it. <laughs> and and Dostoevsky, like, I mean, a lot of times the, the, the characters, you're like, I just hate these people. I hate these people. There's no reason for me to care about them. Why am I reading this book? Hmm. I did not have that problem. 
<laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on from Russian literature. <laughs> Any Anybody okay. have well, anything interesting they want to say? Specifically the newbies. Like, well, yeah. Yeah, Sam's arc, definitely he, uh, you know, there was a lot of growth there of... Um, I mean, he definitely seemed at the end like he had, uh, he's just a lot more serious about and ex- kind of accepting of the fact that life is a little more serious than he wanted it to be. Yeah, and, he kind of decided that uh, being a kid wasn't what he wanted. Yeah, well, who would after they get beat up and then, like older kids throw an egg at their face? Like, that's the worst Halloween ever. Yeah, that is yeah. worse. They didn't even get their candy. Alan yeah, took the candy. That the the old phrase "you can't go home again" kind of yeah. uh, kept coming to mind. It's like, you know, you can't go back to being a kid just because you want to. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. At least Sam has his mom's cookies. Yeah, yeah. but they, yeah. Might, they may be injected with heroin. That's what Harris said. <laughs> yeah, what is because... the deal with people throwing the cookies out when they knew them? Yeah, that was the same way. I mean, the way they were talking was, well, the children have been trained, so we must, with, you know, again, this blind, you know, they've been trained to not take anything that isn't in a package, and even though we know you, we must not break the rules. The rules say you must not take anything that isn't in a package. Yeah, that's crap. Okay. Yeah, are we talking about the this part because I got a bit of a rant here. Rant away. Go on. <laughs> that Go is on. bull. You know what? I mean, that is stupid. I remember when I was younger and the craziness about you have to check your. <laughs> you know, people put needles in this year. Oh, they're putting this in there, and and all sorts of nonsense. And we stupidly checked our candy like idiots. Um, we did, and they they have never found anything in Halloween candy. It's nothing but urban legends. But even in the height of all of that hysteria, and my mom actually making us check our candy, and I think that was just so she could scope out what she liked better and steal our candy. <laughs> um, we still were allowed to take fudge from the neighbor because we knew the neighbor, right. and we were still allowed to take candied apples from the lady down the street because we. That's the riders. You can trust the riders. And she's got candy that she gives to everybody else and special candied apples that she gives to people that she knows. And, and like, we weren't that stupid. My parents had, uh, I didn't get to go trick-or-treating too much when I was a kid because my parents weren't in the candy. They were worried about kids getting run over. They were worried about them getting hit by teenagers running around doing stupid things. So my parents used to throw a huge Halloween party and we'd have a giant pinata and everybody would bring a bag of candy and you'd get so much candy at the party. We wouldn't want to go trick-or-treating. So, of course, we always wanted to go. And the most we were ever able to do was like just basically our our block or two. And like my parents weren't stupid. They It's like, okay, you know the readers, you know the writers, you know the Costellos. You're allowed to take whatever they give you. Because we let you eat at their house normally, you know? (laughs) Like, this is just stupid. And then dumping the cookies on the lawn? I'm sorry. I know it's the 70s and littering had 
just started to be a problem. But really, you're going to dump cookies on your neighbor's lawn. Yeah, that's, I don't think so. That's not even littering. That's just rude. And just, isn't it better uh, to teach our children logical things? You know, I just, I'm not good at just the teaching them blind. Just do it because you do it. You don't take unwrapped stuff because, you know, that's what we, we don't do that. And I don't know. I would rather teach my children the logical way about it. You know, you can take it from them because you know them, but maybe from strangers, we don't. It just, well, and, and blindly following it, it makes your kids then think, Oh my gosh, that sweet lady down the street that I've known my whole life is trying to poison me. Yeah. 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 And they just don't really get it. They don't learn. Yeah. Because kids Lame. can't think in those broad terms of, um, well, if my mom says that somebody handing me a cookie on Halloween means they're trying to poison me, that obviously means this, this woman that I've known my whole life is trying to poison me. They're not able to realize oh, no, we're just having you not take the cookie because we want you to not take it from a stranger. Like, that just doesn't make sense. It makes me so mad. People are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> People yep. are stupid. I mean, I, mean, I think that's the, that was the whole point, and, uh, yeah. And they were rude to say that to her face. Like, they knew her. And yep. they, they said, are, are, you know, you're trying to, there could be poison in there. You know me. You know me by my first name. And you're telling me that I could have put poison in the cookies? Yeah. I think it's just because there's like a sweep of paranoia going on. Yeah. I don't know. Well, that was when the big shift changed. And yeah. I mean, I was, I'm just past that generation. So I got the tail end of that paranoia. I remember how crazy it was. And I remember any time I started to think, you know what, this whole needles in the candy thing isn't real, then somebody at school would say, oh, no, no, did you hear? One town over, a girl got HIV from a Laffy Taffy. <laughs> but actually, it wasn't, it wasn't new. It, I mean, I'm older than everybody. Um, when I was a kid, they were talking about it. Hmm. Apparently, when my parents were kids, they were talking about it, too. It's just it's just been around forever, that uh, whole thing. Yeah, I remember. My parents, my parents are much saying. older, so they there was no such thing as wrap treats at Halloween when my parents were kids. So, <laughs> no, there weren't wrap treats, but there were the oh razor blades and apples thing. Uh, Which you could see that. What your apple why? would be all brown around the cut. <laughs> Logic does not enter into... It's not logical. caramel <laughs> apple. Yeah, then you might not be able to see it. Or a ch or one of those red ones. What are those called? Candy apple. Candied, yeah. Oh, I guess so. I didn't think of that. How often do people like make whole things of candied apples to hand out a trip? Wouldn't they be gone like immediately? I don't like, think I ever got one of those. I got I them. I didn't. I don't think I ever. I used to do them all the time. We love. We'd do them for the party that we would have the big monster mash that we'd have. Yeah, I'd have them at parties and things, but trick or treating, no. The problem with the um, candied apples for Halloween and stuff was you were never quite sure what was under the candy part. Whether it was you were going to end up with like a a bruised rotten apple or something. Yeah, you thought you thought that was a Granny Smith. No, 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 that was uh, <laughs> you know a. Uh, 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 
crab apple or a, a red delicious, and you don't like red delicious. <laughs> gotcha. I feel like the generation that's trick or treating now got kind of screwed because they don't even have like these interesting candies anymore. Like everybody goes out to the AMP and buys those bags of like Halloween candy. There's like just Fun bags size. of Halloween candy. Oh, and but then there's all the, the same one ones. house that's, that gives out full size bars. We're going to be that yeah. house this year. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Wanna... My mom used to give out the worst trick-or-treats. She'd give out um, granola bars. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, it was granola bars or a little uh, ghosty whose head was full of dimes for, like, UNICEF and stuff. And so you you could choose if you wanted the dimes or if you wanted the granola bars or wrapped in plastic. We were the worst house is why our pumpkins got smashed i don't know dimes that doesn't sound too bad (laughs) and then we all of the kids moved out and my mom's got grandkids and she's like oh let me go to the wholesale club and i'm gonna buy these full bars and give out full bars i'm like mom you never gave out cool candy when we were kids she's like yeah but now the kids come to me because they know i'm cool i'm like and all of my friends fun of me the next day at school they're like your mom gives out garbage <laughs> this healthy snacks guys, I, give I, out raisins. I oh. said she gave out raisins oh. <laughs> granola bars and raisins oh. the mini package where you you get like one or two out and then you have to fight to get the bottom ones out <laughs> they're, they're all like, stuck all together yeah you get one clump of raisins <laughs> And then he accidentally drunk. Talk about the costumes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Oh my god. Uh, my favorite was Bill's. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That is to the newbies. That's um, that's pretty iconic. Bill's yeah. bionic woman costume and his in front of the mirror talk. Yeah, understandably so. What <laughs> I thought was what I thought was cool was the um, song "Gonna Raise Hell" while they're getting dressed. yeah bill is the ugliest jamie summers but his talking in the mirror was hysterical yeah Yeah. there was some in the outtakes on the dvds that was hilarious (sighs) we do quotes on the show right yeah we do okay i'm gonna save that then (laughs) (laughs) like when he was walking around when they're trigger training some people were actually checking him out it was funny Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I was like, why is everyone looking at me? It's like, dude, you're hot. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Sam's costume is awesome. That is my favorite kind of costume. The cardboard box. Spring painted. Mm-hmm. Made it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> Although, I, on the Facebook page, I did a, I put a picture up of Gort, the robot from that movie I'd never seen. Oh, yeah, I saw oh. that. And his head was round. Actually, my uh, my son's costume this year is a cardboard box. Actually, it's multiple cardboard boxes. But is he, he a wa- transformer? No, he wanted to be someone from Minecraft. <gasps> he's a creeper. <laughs> no, my no, he, is he's a creeper. not. He's not a creeper. He's oh. just like the guy that you are in Minecraft when you're playing Minecraft. Oh, that's cute. He should totally hook up with my nephew and and try. And try and kill my nephew because my nephew's a creeper. <laughs> <laughs> oh my violent. god! I just saw like some somebody um like dressed their two little boys up as the characters from Breaking Bad, and it's so funny. Oh my! Oh god! 
Mm. I hope those kids don't watch that show. No. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, and how many years do you think Neil has been Groucho? <laughs> oh, since he was a baby. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking. I think he was born Groucho. Mm. I love that scene when he comes in and um, he hugs Mrs. Weir and Harold <laughs> like gets jealous. <laughs> yeah. He's like, knock it off. <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, I thought Harold was, uh, I mean, yeah, Harold, that's the dad's name, right? I think so. I don't know. Um, Joe Clarity. Yeah, Clarity. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought this was his best episode so far. Yeah, like yeah. The definitely. Stuff that we were talking yeah. about in yeah. the last episode that yeah. Bob didn't like about him, I right. think that that was toned down more or less. And he, he seemed more human. He finally was showing some human dad characteristics he dressed i up loved as, him uh, in this he's Count so Floyd. considerate and thoughtful of his wife's feelings yeah. and he's he's so hang on i have a note here somewhere he um, had a couple awesome quotes i had a note here uh stupid mom being mean about the cookies yeah 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 um Oh, I love how protective. I guess I thought I'd remember what I wanted to say, <laughs> but like he goes so hard out of his way to make sure that, like the kids stop before they really hurt the mom, you know, and the constant Lindsay's on thin ice. She's on. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and he puts on the costume, even though he probably hasn't worn a costume in ten years. I don't know. Do you think he does every year? She got him one. I think they own that one because <laughs> she always yeah. wants him to wear it. <laughs> yeah, I bet he never had to put it on before because Lindsay and yeah. Sam. Lindsay was there. Yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, but yeah, no, I totally yeah. And when he uh, after he already has the costume on, and they turn down the cookies, the trick or treaters turn down the cookies, and she asks him to go to the store, and his immediate reaction is to be like, "Oh, but I'm wearing this," and then he sees her, and he like takes a second, and he's like, "All right, I'll go." Like. Doesn't complain yeah. anymore. He knows that she feels like crap, and he's. He's like, I'll go buy tampons for you too, if if that'll make <laughs> yeah. you feel better. I'll do whatever. Yeah, you want. he was a good dude. Yeah, here, you want a twenty? I got a twenty for you too. <laughs> I also like how he he wants to get frisky, and she's like, I'm not in the mood, not now. And he goes, When? when? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's funny. Oh, look at that! There's still a spark there. <laughs> well, from his side, at least. <laughs> Oh, I think from both sides because he he seems kind of surprised. So I'm guessing that usually she's you know ready for it. Like yeah, she might take him up on it. Yeah. So okay, who can guess what I think is the absolute most awkward scene of this episode? The most awkward scene. Hmm. Um, or moment. Hmm. Well, you have them in there. I'm yeah. not sure. Um, let me look at my notes here. Remind myself. I have when the dad sees the guru? No. The guru. <laughs> I love that we just call him the guru. <laughs> I never remember his name. Harris. Harris. <laughs> Harris, okay. <laughs> though it's, it's, his um, exchange with Harris was great, though. Just, yeah. yes. what yeah. are you supposed to be? I wrote it down. <laughs> <laughs> a guy with a knife through his head? Well... Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. <laughs> that was such a typical teenager costume. Yeah. Actually, that was that was an elaborate teenager costume compared to most of them that you see late at night on Halloween. Yeah. 
I always my favorite the is the teenager who shows up and he's just covered in blood. I'm like, what are you? Um, I don't know. Bloody. Dead? Bloody. bloody guy. <laughs> bloody. Oh, that took a lot of thought. Jeez. <laughs> a lot of them, it's even less than that. There'll be like almost nothing. And they always show up at like nine o'clock at night. Yeah. It's wearing like, regular clothes, but wearing vampire fangs. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And carrying a thing for candy. And it's like, it's like, where have you been all evening getting ready by putting in your vampire <laughs> teeth for two hours? Or, or the kid that's like just spray painted himself and it's nothing, but he looks like he's been sprayed in spray paint and the, their back half is covered in silly string. Cause they were just running around with their friends before getting there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah. got hungry in the middle of their hijinks and, I was like, oh, let's go trick-treating. <laughs> yeah. So when he came in with just a, a knife in his head, I was like, okay, yeah, that's a that's an elaborate version of a teenager costume. Mm-hmm. We yeah. just are here for the candy. All of these things that you just explained are all me when I was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> I I used to wear a bandana like every day. And the easiest costume in the world was to just put an eye patch on. <laughs> and then I was a pirate. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay. Most awkward moment. I don't know. I can't. I, I was thinking about it. I, I know I have an, a moment that I, I guess could be construed as awkward, but I, I don't really feel that it is. So I don't think it's. Oh, when Lindsay tries to smash the pumpkin. <laughs> no, that was funny though. That... It's uh, it's Jean singing the Monster Mash at dinner. Oh, oh my god! I wanted to so see. Oh, I just wanted to not watch it. It was so awkward. The Monster Mash. The monster Mash. Monster <laughs> just the monster way she mash. does it. Sam got yeah. into it though. Yeah, he did. Cause he no. Cause he was in regression stage at that point. Was he? <laughs> yeah. I thought, I thought he just enjoyed seeing his, you know, his mom being kind of silly, and it was. I don't know. think so because later on in the episode, he's like, "I hate seeing mom when she's all goofy like this." Do you think he meant it? He sounded like he meant it, but thinking about it later on, I was like, "Was that just covering?" I, yeah, I think Sam so. just once in a while he's just goofy with his parents. Yeah, I think it's that age. He's literally at that age, and this this. This episode embodies that age. Yeah. It's that it's where you're still feeling like a kid, and you still sometimes do enjoy doing the things that you did with your family before. But you're also encroaching on that new social territory where you have to kind of give yourself some distance between you and your parents mm-hmm. in order to succeed in that area. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and this episode shows him going back and forth from that over and over again. Uh, it's, well, I think it's that, one of Sam's. This is one of my favorite Sam episodes, just because of that. I think they they encapsulate that really well throughout the course of it. Yeah, I like how you said that because I've always uh, described that age as like it's a swinging door between adulthood and childhood, mm-hmm. and you're constantly yeah. swinging back and forth and. You know, I said I identified with Lindsay. I also identify a lot with Sam because I was that backwards kid. You know, I was in high school and I was like, I really don't want to have to care about boys or anything real. Can I go back to playing with Barbies, please? Because mm. 
this is just too hard. <laughs> exactly. It's so much easier. To, uh, that's exactly how I was. It was like, I could play video games all day if I really want to, or I could try to find a girlfriend at some point in my life. Yeah. And then when you're in front of your older siblings, you know, he, he yeah, he laughed at his mom and he kind of got into it. And then he's with Lindsay and he's like, yeah, I hate it when mom's all goofy like that because you're constantly trying to impress your older siblings, even if you can't stand them. You're trying to impress them because they're just like the kids at school. They're the ones judging you and you want them to think you're cool. Yeah, definitely. And uh, that's why I think what Sam says to her at the end of the episode is so actually like emotionally packed. um, Yes. When he just says, you know, no one thinks you're cool, Lindsay. And she was like, I know. Like, I feel like coming from him, that was like a direct shot to the heart for her. Especially yep. since she was already feeling that. Yeah, well, that's why. That's why it was so hard. She was getting beat by Kim all night. Yeah, I mean, she's obviously already on the line. Like, she's trying to be cool, but she knows that she's not really. And um, so for him to actually say it, like, put it out there, he's not doing it in the dirty way that Kim does it, where he, she's, like, making fun of her and, like, just being a jerk. He's just being straight-up brutally honest with her. Nobody thinks you're cool. Yeah, I have a note here that this is kind of related to what you're saying, that Lindsay falls into every insecure trap there is so far in all three of these episodes. Yeah. She's, she's just like, it's like, really? You're going to fall for this one now? All right, well, while we still have everybody, let's just jump into it at this point. Okay. Emma, you got your fun facts ready? I got them. All right, cool. Let's do it. Get some story time with Emily going on. Okay, um, let's jump into my fun facts. Um, Some commentary notes I took. We had uh, Paul Feig, John Daly, Martin Starr, Sam Levine, and Lee Shepard commentary. So they kind of did the nerds, or the geeks, sorry, the geeks. Um... Okay, They're I nerds, think that was, too. <laughs> they are nerds. Um, I think that is the only one we had for this episode. Um, the uh, shake that Bill ended up drinking on the show was made out of Slim Fast marshmallows and pieces of cookies for chunks. That sounds fantastic. He said it was delicious. <laughs> it's like they didn't even have to... I don't even... <laughs> they didn't even try to make it gross at all. They were no, like, here, here is a delicious milkshake for you. <laughs> Yep. That reminds me of, um, oh my god, um, when in Slumdog Millionaire, like, the kid falls into, like, an outhouse, like, the, the place where, like, all the... Uh, I remember that scene, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, they actually made all that waste out of, like, chocolate and peanut butter. Are you serious? Oh. This yeah. See, this seems like a waste of money, like, they probably could have just gotten some watered-down pudding mix and throwing it in there but chocolate and peanut butter that's like actual food where if I had it in my house right now I would not have to drive to Burger King at 1 o'clock in the morning tonight (laughs) 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 alright so so what's the deal with the commentary oh and we also learned that John Daly's dad is the photographer on the opening credits Um, yeah so that's his father Um, oh and if you notice at the bus stop you know and I think this worked in their favor but 
You know that scene where Daniel and Kim drive up and see Lindsay at the bus stop and it's mm-hmm. you could just it's very embarrassing to me. I I think they were just trying to sh- you know, I if that was me and I was in high school and the guy I liked and his girlfriend saw me at my bus stop, I'd be really embarrassed. Um Really? Anyway. I never, yeah. I never thought about that. I would, yes. Like I mean she was obviously embarrassed, but I don't I don't know. I guess just because I never really took the bus. I never had a bus stop. So I, I There's really a relate. certain amount of shame once you get into high school if you still have to ride the bus instead of having friends that have cars that drive you. Yeah, I made or it. I made it a point to make sure that I didn't have to take the bus anymore. Right. I don't I know I don't think I ever took the bus in high school. Yeah. But I, I had a like sister. I missed out on that. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I live four Mom blocks away from school. where I went to school. Yeah. yeah. So did you walk to school? No, I had my mom drop me off in the morning before she went to work. So you you didn't always... take the bus either? No, but I lived like four blocks away from the school, so I just walk home after school. But in the morning, I was always late, so I had my mom drop me off. That's yeah, pretty much the way I was too. I I was <laughs> I I wasn't four blocks. I was a little much further from the high school, but I was well within walking distance. And my dad used to drop me off in the morning because same thing. I was just always running late. Yeah, I was I was just lucky because I had I, my birthday was on the cutoff date for school. Like I could have gone either way, and I ended up going with the being a year younger rather than the being a year older than everybody. So all of my friends had their licenses before me. So I was I was set. Never had to worry about a thing. Yeah, I had a sister that was older than me that still went to high school, just two years apart. So she drove me, and then I was able to drive myself later after she had graduated. Well, I- I take the super special um, 6 o'clock in the morning P.E. class, so there's not a bus for that. Ugh. 6 o'clock in the morning. Why do you do that to yourself? It's the only way I can fit um, graphics into my schedule and still have a study hall, which, since I don't do homework at home, is something I need. Mm. I could use that. It's always a trade-off. All right, well, anyway... There was a miscommunication, and they the extras they called for, they got, like, a bunch of six-year-olds. And so it's, like, Lindsay and Millie and then, like, all these little tiny kids. <laughs> but I just I think it added to her embarrassment that she's there with a bunch of little kids. But yeah. anyway, they just had to roll with it because they didn't have time to get new extras. How did I not notice that? I don't know. <laughs> Watch again because you can see it's pretty apparent. <laughs> yeah, I, it's gotta be. <laughs> There's no way that it's not. I'm just dumb. All right, keep going. Um, okay, and then... Oh, they gave us the little... Uh, nugget of information that... Um, they could ask Joe Flaherty to do any character that he used to do on SCTV during, in between takes, and he'd just do it for him all the time. He was, like, super cool about all that. They just loved him. Um, he just sounded like he was a pretty cool dude in real life, too. Um, oh, and if you'll notice, all the, did we talk about this? That all the scenes are at, in the daytime instead of at night when it's Halloween and usually everything they were doing should have been at night? Right, yeah. No, it we was, didn't talk about it. Oh, okay. Well, that is. Um, it's another thing I didn't yeah. notice at all. Oh, the whole episode is daylight, and yeah. it's just because they couldn't shoot at night because most of the cast was children, and there's laws against it. Um, it'd be 
I mean, I think the hours would have had to be cut a lot, and then it would just be too expensive with all the lighting and stuff. So they were just like, well, we'll just do it all in the day. Was the Buffy episode band candy? Was that, or not band candy, um, Halloween? Was that outside? Was that nighttime? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was nighttime. They had had a lot of kids there. They were doing that on a set. I don't know if... They still would have had to do it at night. I don't know. Um, maybe it was time of year. Maybe it sunset earlier or something. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe they had a bigger budget. Maybe. And the cast is and... over 18? Well, the kids were definitely not over 18, though. Yeah, there were trick-or-treaters. They had to help trick-or-treat in that episode. Yeah. There were a lot of yeah. kids. Yeah. They did start out during the day um, on the early, the early scenes, and then as... As the episode progressed, it got to be nighttime. So they may have been able to cheat it by having... And they had the kids in very specific scenes. So they may have done the whole thing to just try and get them shooting during a... You know. Yeah. True. True. Okay, and my last one was... uh, That was funny. Um, You know, when Lindsay throws the egg at Sam... um, that day was super hot. I mean, these kids had on like air conditioned um, suits on. <laughs> I guess it was just extremely hot in that town in California they had to shoot in. And so they had one of those like cool water air conditioning things you you can put under clothing. And it was just super hot. And I think Sam's Sam didn't even have sleeves. They had to like rip the sleeves off of his shirt over his suit coat. And anyway, so it was very uncomfortable and he's getting hit with an egg like over and over and over. And during that scene and while he's got all the egg on his face, a bird came around and crapped on his oh nose, right on his nose. <laughs> oh my goodness, poor kid. I <laughs> am shocked they didn't leave that in the episode. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> they could have used that. Just the final not... insult. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It may not have read on film. Yeah, who knows? Ugh, poor kid. <laughs> All right, and there were a couple deleted scenes, and this, they okay, they had when they were finished editing, they were a couple minutes behind. I mean, a couple minutes under, and so they had to do something, and so they added, they filmed that um, blender scene. You know, the daring build to drink anything. They filmed that way after just as an add-in, and they dropped the original cold open, which I liked better. I don't know. I, there's, I have don't have a lot of love for the blender scene. I know a lot of people do. I just personally don't. Um, but it was Lindsay. She was in her room, looking at the mirror, and she unbuttons her top button. You know, kind of like experimenting, trying to look a little more grown-up or sexy, yeah. and you I, hear her mom. I already like this one better. <laughs> you hear her mom in the background go, Lindsay, hurry up, I already poured the milk in your Count Chocula. It's getting all foggy. <laughs> <laughs> and she just kind of sighs and walks off the screen. So that was the original I thought it was great, and I thought it fit into the episode really well, because, you know, she's trying to be a little more adult, and her when- mom used that. On the commentary or on the DVDs, when they do the deleted scenes, do they just throw them in at that, like in a separate area, or do they throw them into the episode? No, they just throw it in. It's um, just like an extra special feature okay. on the disc. All right, cool. Um, 
and there's a bunch of Bill dressing up outtakes. I guess a lot of his was unscripted, he, especially when he has the phone and he's talking to, you know. Um, and he says a line that's actually like a cult favorite, and it's a deleted scene cult favorite line. And he says, when he's talking to uh, the other bion- the bionic man, you know, he's like, oh, let's see. He says something about, he's blowing off I wish I had written down his name the original um, bionic man he says I have something going on with Superman mm. and that was his, her, his blow off and that's like a famous line I guess <laughs> it's like <laughs> shut up man I don't need you anymore right I got something better <laughs> right and there's uh, n- there's some Neil getting nerdy scenes getting ready scenes and <laughs> can read my own writing i thought it said nerdy getting ready scenes and then there's an extended scene with the hippie that answers the door when they're trick-or-treating yeah yeah it's you know they were talking talking about about how well they um when the geeks are trick-or-treating they run into a hippie and they had um lee shepherd had told him that there was a sorry harris Harris had told them that there was hippies that were mad that Reagan was president, so they were going to lace the brownies with LSD or something. Yeah. Wait, and, did, did in the episode did they actually run into a hippie person? Yeah, yeah. and he's yeah, all absolutely. handing out little brownie looking things and they're all like scared. Oh, I don't... Yeah. I've missed that too. I've missed think... everything in this episode apparently. I don't think I even watched it. <laughs> there was a um, an extended scene with him and he talks about how those were carob brownies and anyway sounded gross <laughs> okay that's what i got i have a question for you emily what uh i had meant to ask in the earlier part and i i just remembered um when the um when sam comes in from being egged and he finally gets home and his mother is, says who did this to you and he says something about a bunch of freaks do yeah. you know if that's the first time that's that that's used the word freaks is used no in the first episode like the first couple seconds when the geeks run into alan for the first time uh-huh. when they're quoting caddyshack and they call he they said sam's freak sisters here oh okay okay i think they've said it another time too actually i think yeah. they might have too yeah <laughs> oh yeah millie says oh it all God. the time almost every time mm. i just dropped okay. it up Okay. I don't know why I don't know why it hit me so hard this this time. Maybe because it was directed to people that have been identified as the freaks, as opposed to like if you're saying your freak sister. Well, I think they were meaning. Yeah. I think the school really calls them the freaks for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think okay. they really meant she's a freak, like that. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Like circus freaks. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Thanks. That can be a nice segue into quotes. Should we do quotes? You want to hit quotes first? Yeah, let's. Why not? Um, who wants to go first? I'm actually looking for my my quote. Also, now I had it like five seconds ago. Oh my god, I have a bunch. All right. Well, why don't you throw one out there? Okay. I'm not a vampire. I own a sporting goods store. (laughs) <laughs> was oh that God, to the lady so in the pumpkin sweatshirt 
No, I think it was a dad to, like, some of the trick-or-treaters. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the it ones was, that okay. cried. The ones that cried. Maybe it was before the pumpkin lady came on. He scared them. Okay, well, so my quotes were, um, when I turned 13, I became a man. It's only at your temple, Neil. <laughs> <laughs> and we already did the, what the hell are you supposed to be, a guy with a knife through his head, mission accomplished. <laughs> All right, I can't find my sheet, but I have one that I remember right now, so I'm going to go before anybody takes it, in case anybody was going to take it. But you're probably not going to take it. <laughs> um... It's the lady that when they answer the door and they're trick-or-treating, the freaks, the that, like, old nasty lady that was smoking a cigarette. Right. Well, you look like the freaking Tin Man. <laughs> <laughs> she was funny. I, My quote's from that scene, too. Ma'am, I hope there are no peanuts in these peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> I think he can be sure that there aren't any in circus peanuts. <laughs> uh Katrin, you got one? Oh, yes. Um let's see if I can capture the enthusiasm here. It makes my spit taste like fruit juice. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. You got the enthusiasm. Perfect. Carol, did you locate yours? I didn't locate mine, um, but let's see, one that occurs to me that was repeated over and over again is I'm the bionic woman. He did say that. A I'm lot. not a little girl. I'm a bionic woman. <laughs> he says to Alan, "Bill has got, Bill has got." <laughs> I don't know. Ow. He keeps you was... in various circumstances, which, yeah. but actually, just... the one I kept thinking of was just the. It's not a quote, except that I keep seeing Sam's face when. Uh, He's covered in eggs, and his sister is trying to apologize to him. It's just, it's very eloquent. I've got another one. Does anybody else have any more? No? Okay. No. no. Nutty asked me to read this one for her. I don't think I have the actual whole thing, though. But. So then, how do you get the name how did he get them to name the band after him? I don't know. Maybe he's just a badass. Well, if that's true, that's amazing. Talking about Talking Santana. Talking about Santana, yeah. <laughs> uh. I'm out. Any more, guys? No. Uh, I had one. Harris, you're going to find yourself wishing for rat hairs. <laughs> when he's talking about the... Uh, he's going on and on about all the, the candy. candy. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And that's right before he talks about the uh, chocolate dipped poop. Catrin, oh. uh, you were saying something? Yeah, I had one from uh, Mr. Weir. I can't find it. It was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> we was believe it. Oh, last oh. time I had this much fun, I was. He's pinned down in the foxhole by the North Koreans. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> I think that was Nutty's quote. I think Nutty actually is that one also. So we, we're going to have it in two voices. Everyone can enjoy that twice. Um, all right, guys. Let's move on to uh, to ratings. You want to do feedback or ratings first? Either one. Da, da, da. Okay. Um, 
Now let's do feedback. I got I got Harold's email up right now. You, someone want to pull up Heidi's email? I got it. Okay, cool. And then is, is anybody on Facebook? My, I haven't turned my laptop back in since it crashed. Let's see. I don't. <coughs> I, I imagine it's going to start up again. Right. I'm afraid to try and go there. I'm afraid I'll disconnect the call. Okay, so don't do it. Let's just. Let's just be slow and steady. Uh, I'll go to the Facebook page and I'll read the comments. Um, all right. Well, let's start with the emails that we got. You want to read uh, Heidi's? Okay. All right, cool. I'm just going to apologize in advance because I'm probably going to end up cracking up, but it's not my fault. Hey, guys. I love Halloween episodes. Sam's costume was awesome. And the bionic woman was hilarious. I remember being at the age when you're not sure if you should go trick-or-treating. Luckily, I started getting nieces and nephews about that age, so my friends and I took them around and got dressed up, too. Before that, the, before that woman started lecturing Mrs. Weir about the cookies, I was thinking about when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to eat anything homemade from people we didn't know. I remember the, uh, I remember the razor blade years before, from years before, and having your candy x-rayed. But I still felt bad for her because she loves Halloween. Her night, her whole, her whole night was a bust. I knew there would be some pumpkin, some pumpkin smashing involved in Lindsay's night because that's what bored teenagers do on Halloween. Although usually it's after dark. <laughs> Losing her shoe was a nice touch. <laughs> that was it the was best part. Good. I wonder yes. if that was intentional. Yeah. The, that pumpkin was really sturdy. Like... Even when she threw it out the window, it just kept bouncing. <laughs> it was good to see the consequences evolve in teenage fun. Poor Sam, but I bet he ends up enjoying his book. Good episode, Heidi, sent from her iPhone. Thanks, Heidi. Thank Thanks, you. Heidi. And uh, Aisha, you maintained your composure very well. Oh, uh, mostly. <laughs> All right, uh, this one's from Harold, Harold Wallen. I am sure that anyone who has ever been a fan of SCTV had to have a similar reaction to mine the moment that Jean said that she had rented Halloween costumes. This could only mean a Count Floyd nod. And then, sure enough, there was Count Harold frightening the trick-or-treaters. Ooh, scary. On rewatch, what stands out for me is the car scene with Lindsay and the Freaks. I like how each character is constantly recalibrating his or her attitude in reaction to the others, except for Ken, who doesn't give a damn. Anyway, I have to go. Oscar Goldman is calling. Until next week, Harold Wallen. Thanks again, Harold. We love your Thanks, continuous Harold. feedback. And I think we have a couple pieces of feedback on the Facebook page. I'm on there. I'm right on now. there too now, so I can help out if you like. All right, why don't you sh- why don't you read Bob the Grands? Okay. Um. Oh, here we go. Okay. Millie has a boyfriend whom she can't French kiss before six months without going to hell. <laughs> I am more shocked than Lindsay was. I am liking Neil more and more. Anyone who dresses up as Groucho Marx on Halloween is okay in my book. And his grabbing Mrs. Weir in the same way that Groucho used to paw Margaret Dumas in the movies was perfect. Yeah, I love that, too. Yeah. That's one yeah. of the best parts of the episode. Yeah, that, that was fun. Um, and then... Harold, Harold posted a bunch of fun videos about um, 
Count Floyd, and he shows the bionic woman. So if you want to get some of the pop culture references, go to our Facebook page and look at those. Yeah, for anybody that's just getting our our cast off of iTunes, you should come to the McKinley Cast Facebook page because we're always posting stuff that's relevant to the show. And you should really see this picture that Aisha put up earlier when we were talking about the Breaking Bad kids. It's just, I'm looking at it like, it's ridiculous. Um, and then we have one more piece of feedback from Ray Doria. He says, another awesome episode. I just love the character interactions. The Millie Daniel Lickamade, one being my favorite. Uh, I love that too, right? By the way, that's one of my favorite scenes. Uh, just a priceless exchange between two people who probably never usually have any kind of interaction at all are just so totally different. I also love the interactions between all the Weir family. From the way that the parents treat the kids to the interactions between Sammy and Lindsay, Sam and Lindsay, you can really see Lindsay struggling with trying to be more independent from her parents while her mother is trying so hard to hang on. And Sam, Sam's nobody thinks you're cool line was some hard truth for Lindsay as a hurt Sam lashes out at her. But in the end, the Weir family loves each other. Lindsay in the prince costume at the end leaves us on a good note after the terribly awkward to watch stuff like Lindsay accidentally egging her brother. On a side note, I am far too young for it, but my dad had old tapes of SCTV that he used to show me when I was growing up. So I always liked the show and the characters. So I did love the homage to Count Floyd by Joe Flaherty. If it wasn't for SCTV, I would have really only known Joe as the jackass guy from Happy Gilmore. Oh my god. I can't <laughs> believe I never put these things together. Oh, you didn't? <laughs> no. So funny. Jackass. I love that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. Awesome, guys. Well, thanks for the, the feedback, everybody. Hope you keep coming back and leaving us more. I hate to admit it, but I am totally at a loss when it comes to all the references to SCTV and, and Happy Gilmore and everything else. All of that stuff. I've never actually heard of SCTV. I don't know what it is. Oh, did you ever know, like, Ed Grimley? Like, Martin Short's character? Nope. Does that ring a bell at all? Oh, or how about um, Bob and Doug McKenzie? Nope. The, like, Canadians, A. Oh, come on, guys. No? <laughs> you guys ought to... Here's a movie for you to look up. Strange Brew. Strange Brew? Strange Brew. Yep. Okay. <laughs> all right. No, why not? Okay, uh, let's do some ratings. It's Rick Moranis and Doug Ta and um, what's his name? Rick Moranis is the guy from Ghostbusters, right? Right. Yes, and Dave. Shoot, Dave Anderson, Dave Thomas. I think the, the guy from Wendy's, the founder of Wendy's. <laughs> same, same. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Another a different Dave Thomas. I'm pretty sure that's his name. You guys can correct me on Facebook if it's not. I'm just gonna believe you. I might have to find a clip of um those guys. Alright. Yeah, post it in the Facebook group. Okay. Just more reasons to keep this thing active. Yes. <laughs> um alright, you guys wanna do ratings now? Let's do it. Alright, newbies, you go first. Um, <laughs> any of you I'll go. It's, it's, I'm just going to stick with the same as last week uh, basically B plus um, I I think it uh, it gave a lot of 
character development. Um, everybody, everybody grew during the episode. Um, some in, you know, unhappy ways. I mean, um, it was, it was tough seeing how disappointed Lindsay's mom was and, and all that, but, uh, happy ending, um, for her. But, um, yeah, I, it was it was a good episode and uh, some good character development and I, I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes next. Cool, cool, cool. Aisha, I agree completely with Carol, but I'm gonna have to give it a B. I just didn't enjoy it as much as the um, party episode and the pilot. I just felt like it was missing something. I don't know, maybe more scenes with the freaks because I just feel like. It was just the, um, they had, like, a lot of less time compared to the geeks. Did they? Yeah. Interesting. I, I felt like it, especially when I was rewatching it. Well, I mean, they were in the car a lot, so there's, you know. Yeah. So I think she might be right, though. It did seem like it was more of a freak, uh, geeks episode. <laughs> Do you like the freaks more than the geeks? Is that, Aisha, would I be correct in thinking that? Uh, um, I don't know how to answer that question, actually. I, I like them both. But I think the freaks are funnier. Okay. All right, Katrin? Uh, I'm going to give it a solid B. I didn't enjoy it as much as the last episode, but I thought it was really good. So. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 poisoned Halloween cookies. Okay, so that would be an A plus. Uh-huh. Okay, oh, yeah, sorry, we do grades. Letter grades. My bad. M? Um, I'm going to go B plus. I think it's an enjoyable episode. There's a, there is good character development, and there's some great quotes, some great classic scenes. Bill and the bionic woman. <laughs> um, and I think, yeah, there's a lot of growth. and. But, yeah, there's a few problems, I guess. B plus, a strong, strong B plus. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it an A minus. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that you guys like this less than the other one. I mean, I gave last week's I think a C plus, but I, I think this one's way better than the party episode. I just there's there's yeah, a, there's a lot of things that uh, AV clubs actually. I know you, um, you brought up the fact that they're doing. A, uh, they're doing reviews of the episodes, yeah. but they also released an article lately that said, or it might have been Huffington Post actually, that said why Sam and Lindsay are the greatest sibling relationship of all time. And oh, you should I put didn't, that on the Facebook I didn't page. want to post it because there was a lot of spoilers in oh. it. Wasn't it on the Facebook group though? I don't think so. Oh, I might have, I might have put it and said like spoilers. Don't read if you're a newbie. But yeah. There was something like that recently. Yeah, okay, so then I, I did put it I remember seeing that and getting annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that then. Um, but yeah, I thought, I, I, I think it's true, and I think any time that they, they, they show off the relationship that they have, or they give they give some kind of, I don't know, just any kind of tension between the two of them, or, or, or I, I love the fact that Sam calls out Lindsay at the end, because it obviously means that means a lot to her more so than it would mean coming from many other people. And whenever they like exploit the relationship, I'm much more into the, into the, the episode, but I also really like 
the fact that I, I love Halloween episodes of like everything. They're always entertaining. Just the fact that they're all in costumes and this episode wasn't lacking in the emotion or the funny, in my opinion. So I give it a solid A minus. You know, when some of the things that you were saying made me made me really think about when you asked, like, do you like the freaks or the geeks better? I. Oh. <laughs> the ghosts are back. Oh, we do not telling, want the ghosts. No, Emily made it perfectly clear that this podcast has been haunted, and it doesn't matter how many times we attempt it. They don't like us. They don't what want us now? to record this. Oh, you went away. <laughs> She's back. Who? <laughs> you. You. Me? Yeah. Yes. We didn't catch what you said. Oh. You okay. said you stopped. <laughs> you stopped right before you were getting into your point. Also, you're kidding me, really? You're like, so this yeah. is the important thing that I have to say. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True. Okay. You could argue. She did say a lot. with her silence (laughs) (laughs) I think she hates the show guys (laughs) it's so weird Um, no the um, when you were saying about do you like the freaks or the geeks better did you get that before that's what we that's what we heard okay and then you said I I I like the geeks better in this particular episode because the girlfriend of a few reasons one of them was the girlfriend, I never can remember her Kelly. name, Kelly, is just so damn obnoxious um, that it's, you know, there are a lot of times when I'm like, Lindsay, what what are you thinking? I mean, okay, you like this guy who has the bad taste to be with this girl, and doesn't that tell you something? And Lindsay just is falling into every trap. Mm-hmm. I, I, we were starting to talk about that another time in yeah. the broadcast when we kind of got off topic. But, you know, she's falling into all these traps. It's like, you know, that you've seen kids fall into over and over again on, on TV. So it's like, ugh. So there were times with the freaks that I, I wasn't, you know, it was like, let's go back to the kids. Yeah. Um, I know I, what you mean. I I, th- I would have rated this episode an A easily if Kim Kelly was not so obnoxious throughout the entire course of it. And I don't even... I don't think it's a spoiler for me to say that I don't hate her. Like when I watch the show normally, like just when I watch all 18 episodes in a row without taking breaks, I don't usually, I'm not usually like, Oh my God, I can't stand Kim Kelly so much, but watching it like this and watching the episode twice in a row, it's, she really brings this episode down. She does. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to get the newbies reaction the next week. Yeah. Next week is an interesting episode. I'm in this episode. I really lost a lot of respect for Lindsay. I mean, I haven't. I don't have tons of respect for Lindsay to begin with, but I lost a lot in this particular episode. Yeah, oh, we'll have she, to see what she. We'll have to see if she'll be able to figure things out. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's a kid. It's going to change from week to week. So you like the geeks better? This is interesting. Let's just. What about what about you other two newbies? Do you guys have a preference? Who you'd rather I would, say? I like the freaks, but I just I really like Nick. So big Nick fan, funny. huh? Yeah. 
And Aisha, you said you think the freaks are funnier, right? Yeah, I like their type of humor better, but like the whole like love interest, love um, subplot with Lindsay and um, what's his face, James Franco, and what's the other guy's name? I don't even remember. But Daniel, Daniel, Nick, and Ken. Yeah, I just I think it would be better if I wasn't around, to be honest, but. I still enjoy the freaks more because I I like their humor. Well, I mean, there's not really that much of a story there right now. I mean, yeah. I can see what you're saying. Like they kind of allude to it, but it's not it's not really a forefront thing. I, I mean, I always well, I mean, maybe it's just my own personal opinion. But when I watch it, I'm not thinking about how there's like a love triangle or anything. It's always more just like, okay, so she kind of has like a little crush on this guy. You know, but like crushes in high school happen all the time, so I don't really think of it as anything important. You know, but I—that's just—that's just me. Like, it could definitely—I could see why people might just get annoyed because it seems like maybe that's why she's, maybe it seems like that's why she wants to be a freak in the first place. Maybe because she just has a crush on this guy or something. But well, I, I don't know. When it's when when it, they're so like in the car and everything, it's like. All I could think of was why else would she be there? Because it was such an a really uncomfortable and uh, unpleasant um, place to be. I mean, she was getting slammed by this girl. Nobody was taking her side of it or anything. And Nick was. You know, why else would she be there unless she really had it bad for this guy? Yeah. I don't think so. I think... Before they get into the car, you see Lindsay going through this little phase where Millie has a boyfriend. She's looking, I think, is this the episode where she's, like, walking through the halls and everybody seems to be a couple? Uh, and yeah, she, yeah, she no. kind of knows Nick is interested in her. And I think she just gets this real big yen in this episode to have a boyfriend, go out on a date and try that out. And so she goes, and, you know, she blows her mom off. And she goes, and she's really determined to be like a, you know, like a grown-up, which, you know, doing what they did is the opposite of that, of course. But I think she really was interested in kind of being kind of grown-up, having a boyfriend, going out with him, and seeing how that went. But she's not going after, she doesn't seem actually interested in Nick, right? That's not, that's... Not the James Franco. That's the How I Met Your Mother. Jason Segel, right. yeah. Right, Jason Segel. Um, she doesn't seem actually interested in Nick romantically, though he seems interested in her. You know, no, I was just she's about interested to ask in that. the idea of a boyfriend. And yeah, he I think is that's the closest true. thing she is to that right now. So, but she's concentrating on Danny. Not well, so much. Is she... she doesn't seem so that much in this. She's like she lets Nick put his really? arms around her waist and stuff. Yeah, yeah she was flirting back with him. And I also, there was a the one scene where he actually asks her if she wants to come on the date with him. And she says no originally, and then when she turns around and and he walks away, she, like, yeah, immediately regrets that decision. Like, she's, and, like, she's yeah. like, oh, like, why did I just, you know, like, damn, I can't believe I just had to say no right there. And I was wondering if you guys thought that that meant that, like, because she's interested in Nick. Like, do you think that she's interested in Nick at all? Any of you newbies? I really don't think she is. Not at I think all? She I mean, him. 
but you, I don't think she's romantically interested in him. I, I kind of want her to be. Yeah, yeah, me too. Because Nick is awesome. Yeah, and Nick he's, is. He's obviously the nicer guy between Daniel. Oh, oh him. yeah, oh absolutely, absolutely, he's the nicer guy. So but, do you? So do you think that her reasoning is mostly? The, her reasoning for hanging out with this crew is mostly because Daniel is there, or do you think it's just that she wants to have a boyfriend? Do you, like, do you think that, or is it just like a combination of a lot of things? Yeah, I think it's both. Yeah. Yeah. I I I still think she's she's got a thing for Daniel. Well, yeah, I don't think there's any doubt that she's interested in him in yeah. some way. I think he's more of like a. Like an iconic thing to her, yeah. more so than an actual personality, though. Mm, maybe. I could see that. But, uh, yeah, I agree that it's a combination of things that, you know, are, are making her hang out with them. But Or maybe he's just the bad boy and she's looking for the bad boy right now in her life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. he is definitely the bad boy. Yeah. And what girl doesn't like a bad boy? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Ladies, if you're listening, I am a bad boy. <laughs> send your uh, send yeah. emails to Rich. <laughs> yeah, send feedback to <laughs> Rich Badagno at <laughs> yahoo.com. You can be contacted through this through this cast or. Um. All right. So we got. Let's. Let's. So then, let's see who won. Who won this week? I actually haven't thought about this. I have to think about it while you guys answer. The freaks. Freaks. Yeah, definitely the freaks. I guess the freaks because only because the geeks had it so bad, but I really hesitate to call winning smashing kids' pumpkins and baseball batting mailboxes. Which is a felony, by the way, so not cool. Right, I will not condone an egging, sugar-treating children. I will not condone this behavior, but they... The geeks definitely lost. Yeah, and they lost I, their candy. And they 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 lost their dignity, their candy, their childhood. They had to read Crime and Punishment. Uh, well, that yeah. could be a win. No. By half How of you it? look at it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it's rough. Yeah, they lost. You're absolutely right. The geeks lost everything, and what the freaks won was being able to do whatever they wanted without, you know, without any consequences except for Lindsay. Yeah, which is the, right. is which goes back into what I was saying last week when I asked, do you really think that Lindsay is part of the freaks? Because, I mean, she might have had, she had a terrible day. You know, this was not mm-hmm. a good day for her. So if she's part of the freaks, you got to kind of consider that. Although Sam didn't so tell on her. Too. Yeah. I mean, I and think... she ended up dressing up with her mom. She did. Her mom was the real loser in this episode for the for the first half hour. That is true. She lost. You mean every other parent who dropped their cookie her cookies on the lawn? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Harold yeah. lost a lot too because he he just had to deal with the fallout. He had to go to the grocery store in his vampire costume. Yeah. No, I I think that there's no doubt that the that the geeks were the losers. I mean, dramatic losers because nothing worked out for them. Like you said, Emily, they lost their, their childhood. They lost their innocence in this episode. I mean, Sam specifically, he goes from 
being too grown up to trick-or-treat to realizing that this is one of his last chances to do it and trying and failing miserably at the trick-or-treating because he was right. He is too grown up for it. And then in the end, he has to – He's. it's resulted in him actually reading that goddamn book right. that he but... just did not want to read. <laughs> <laughs> but Bill totally owned that Bionic Woman costume up until even through Adam Allen bullying him and taking his candy. He called oh, him yeah. a little girl and he's like, I'm not a little girl. I'm a Bionic Woman. <laughs> yeah. He owned he it was, the whole time. God, he is so Bill serious won. all the time. <laughs> like, I, don't, yes. I don't think he knows what a joke is. <laughs> he did lose his candy, but he was allergic to most of it anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um... Yeah, good stuff, guys. So, what's uh, what's on the slate for next week? Um, episode four, Kim Kelly is my friend. What do you guys... Do you have any uh, preconceived <laughs> notions on what this might be? Hmm. Kim Kelly. Could be a game changer. Could be. Who's Kim Kelly again? She's the one that Kim. everybody oh, she's hates. she's the Busy Phillips. That yeah. I always forget the name of. That makes sense, why I didn't remember the name. Okay. <laughs> oh, Okay. Huh. You want to give some, um, what are they called? Predictions? Whose friend is she going to be, first and foremost? Okay, well, I'm going to take a guess that, uh, that through some odd, strange circumstances, she and Lindsay end up thrown together in such a way that they either have to protect tend to be friends or are on the same side in something. I don't know. Okay. You guys agree? Uh, I accidentally yeah. read the summary for the next episode while I was trying to open up like this episode on Netflix, so I, I can't comment. Uh, oh. Boo! <laughs> I only read half of it. It was enough, though. <laughs> I just it. know who is uh, the person Kim Kelly's pretending to be friends with. True. It's not, uh-huh. it's not really like a spoiler. <laughs> it no. doesn't really matter. Alright, well. Katrin, any ideas? Um, I pretty much agree with what Carol said. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see. Did we, uh, you guys could f- give us f- feedback at mckinleycast at gmail.com or come to our Facebook page, McKinley Cast, a Freaks and Geeks intro cast. Or Quadruple Z, um, our blog host, yeah, or whatever absolutely. it's called, our podcast host. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and I'd also like to give a special plea out. We don't have any ratings on iTunes, not one star, nothing. So if anyone out there would like to rate us, we would appreciate it. If you like us, um, you don't have to write anything, you just do stars. Or write something. If you hate us, let us know that too. No, don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I'm trying to be diplomatic. No criticism at all, okay? Only positive <laughs> comments. And most I was trying to be me. diplomatic. Okay. <laughs> no, no, so stay kidding. away from iTunes if you hate us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but keep downloading our podcast because the, the numbers look good when they go up. Yeah, we like that. <laughs> um, okay, guys. Goodbye, guys. Bye. See you guys. He did the mash. He did the monster mash. It was a smash.
It was a graveyard smile, right? <laughs>